It's the dog days of summer. Do you know your recruiting calendar? Well, if you don't, let's talk about it. In fact, if you do, let's talk about it here in the Doghouse on the Believe Network. This is your Doghouse host, David Murray, and welcome back for another mid-July edition. And I mentioned the dog days. That's exactly what we're in right now, according to the good old Farmer's Almanac, if you trust it. And really, who doesn't trust it? Well, maybe their uh, predictions of summer and winter weather are about as reliable as, say, uh, predictions of hurricanes from the Weather Service, but what the heck. As I understand it, the dog days terms comes from something to do with a solar conjunction with Sirius. What the heck the sun has to do with my satellite radio is beyond this farm boy. Oh, oops, they mean the dog star, as so named by the ancient Greeks. Hang on, don't log off of me yet. There is a point and a connection to our own dog days, bulldog days. See, those Greeks knew something about recruiting athletes, as their Olympic history reminds us. Come to think of it, I've read a lot of stories about how athletes back then were paid to compete in the old games and rewarded for successes and such as that. Makes you think those old Greeks kind of beat everybody to the uh, name-image-likeness business, didn't they? And they didn't have to use any collectives. Okay. NIL is a topic for future shows here, and for now, let's just note that the Bulldog Initiative is building some momentum this summer as Charlie Winfield's operation has been announcing some new deals sealed with Mississippi State athletes. I've looked through the just-opened website, and I'm properly impressed with uh, the initial lineup, uh, which is going to keep growing as the new sports year advances. And yes, my long-planned talk with Charlie is going to happen. I started talking to May about it. We're going to do it. He told me last week that getting the system set up for certain types of donations and records and such was proving way more complicated and taking way more time, so they've been very busy with these basics. So interviews can wait. Just you go out, get those Bulldogs and Laney Bulldogs some deals. Now, what about future Bulldogs? That's where we turn to today, and of course we'll relate ultimately to NIL because that, despite the NCAA's uh, rather... uh, charming little insistence that it not be used in recruiting well it's going to matter in recruiting and recruiting for football is just about to take over the mississippi state stage until real football begins not quite yet because we've got the major league baseball draft this sunday evening with the first and second round selections Uh, do go check out our story filed uh, thursday on the odds maybe even make that the strong likelihood that catcher logan tanner and right-handed relief pitcher landon sims could become the highest-drafted Diamond Dogs ever at these two positions. Now, Tanner does seem to have slipped just outside the first round, which Ed Easley was taken in back in 2007. But then uh, he was taken 61st overall. Uh, Lotan, it looks like he'll be going in the second round this year and yet still be somewhere in the 40-50 selection range. Confusing? Yeah, the baseball draft was a strange system, back when compensation picks and other things made up almost an entire round in and of itself. Still, I do think that Tanner's going to end up going sooner than Easy Ed did, even if not in the top round. Now, Sims, we're listing as a reliever, even though he did uh, make his attempt at being a starter for three weekends this past season before the injury and the operation. We're still going to call him reliever because that's how almost assuredly he's going to be remembered here in Mississippi State. And almost equally assuredly, He certainly ought to be drafted way ahead of Bobby Thigpen's fourth-round pick in 1985. But we'll know by Sunday evening. 
As for the rest of the uh, willing and able draftable dogs, and more to the point, a half dozen recruits who are rated as top prospects, most of those appear to have to wait until the 3rd through 20th rounds, which are Monday and Tuesday, uh, starting, I believe, 1 o'clock in the afternoons, uh, maybe noon central. Check it out for yourself. It's going to be on MLB.com. If they uh, hear them then, well, naturally, Mississippi State fans hope that doesn't happen in the early rounds. Because right now, other than shortstop Jet Williams, who has been projected as a mid-first-round pick and thus almost certainly will never wear the uniform here, Chris Lamona's signing class may, may survive this draft otherwise unscathed. Uh, what, four, maybe five other prospects in there who've been listed in, uh, whether it's uh, MLB.com or Division One Baseball, as in the top 250, top 300, so on and so forth. Uh, you know, several, in fact, with double-digit projections but all have indicated they plan to come on to school. In fact, most of them already are in school. Wouldn't that be curious, of course, if you enroll the uh, first week of July and then get drafted middle of July, and with the signing deadline August 1st, you're moving your stuff out of Startville to head off to start your professional career. That's the quirkiness of the Major League Baseball draft calendar. We'd certainly love for it to go back to June. You know how you remember when we worry about, oh, the draft is going to disturb these top players' minds that are getting ready for regionals and such, never seem to bother them a lick. This is bothersome to the players, bothersome to the coaches, for that matter, bothersome for the clubs because there's just not much time to make those decisions, and especially with a short 20-round draft, which leaves such much fewer distance for clubs to just take gambles and waste picks. I think that's good overall for college baseball. It means more guys will end up playing in college than going pro, especially because free agency pools are much smaller than they used to be. Anyway, I'm sorry for that diversion down the Diamond Dog Trail. Our top topic today is football and football recruiting primarily. I will be heading to Atlanta for Mississippi State's Tuesday afternoon. Yes, afternoon. I know I've been saying Tuesday morning with Alabama. Well, the initial schedules misled a good bit. Mississippi State now has a session starting at 1 o'clock on Tuesday, Eastern Time and be sharing it with South Carolina. That certainly ought to lend to a much more peaceful working atmosphere for yours truly, and a chance to see uh, Shane Beamer and congratulate him on the job he did in his first year with the Gamecocks. But the recorder will be turned on for Mike Leach, and the selected players Austin Williams, Nate Watson, and Jaden Cromedy. I got two out of three right in my predictions, by the way. Uh, I don't think they'll get asked about recruiting a whole lot, but be certain the subject is on summertime minds around here. By our accounting on the 24-7 listing, Mississippi State has eight. Uh, official isn't the correct word, so let's just say listed commitments. That's up a couple from the last time we talked football recruiting here. In fact, half of this so far class made their announcements in June during and around those consecutive weekends of campus camps. There's one more such weekend coming this summer and at the end of this month. Top Dog slash Summer Slam, whatever they decide to label it, it's the big show. This is the big show for Mike Leach and his staff who are coming just before all attention will turn to the current Bulldogs and the preseason practicing periods. I'm told that uh, camp will start around August 4th. A firm or a full schedule has yet to be released by the football office. I would expect it to come out not long after media days. Before then, it's all about the next stage of recruiting because the NCAA's dead period ends on July 24th. It began back on June 27th, 
And by the way, this seems a fine time to explain specifically what the NCAA means by a dead period from their own site. Here we go in my best lecturing voice. A dead period is that period of time. Okay, we're off to a thrilling start, aren't we? Dead period, period of, oh gosh, lawyers. That period of time when it is not permissible to make in-person recruiting contacts or evaluations on or off the member institution's campus or to permit official or unofficial visits by prospective student-athletes to the institution's campus. That's a dead period. And boy, does that deaden your enthusiasm for the topic, doesn't it? Well, it shouldn't, because dead don't mean dead. I I'm not going to bore you with much more lawyer-speak here by reprinting definitions of evaluation, contact, and quiet periods. Uh, as the saying goes in my second favorite best movie ever, let me not explain, let me summarize. The quiet period means prospects can come to campus. Now, why they call it quiet is a mystery to me because in our line of work, plenty of noise comes from this period. That's when June and July camps are held, after all, when the prospects usually tend to announce where they're camping at, and by extension, where they will not be camping at, which is a great cause of angst among fans everywhere. Also, you start getting some of the initial commitments. So, yeah, it's a noisy period indeed. Evaluation period, well, that means coaches and staff approved to go out and recruit can go watch players, prospects, practicing or playing games or talk to the coaches and the teachers about the player's academic outlook. By pure coincidence, this is September through Thanksgiving, you know, when they're playing real games. <laughs> At least one thing kind of makes sense there. Then it's followed by three weeks of contact period, which is pretty much what it sounds like. College coaches can go meet prospects away from the college campus for just about a month before it all goes dead again this year on December 19th. Now, dead doesn't mean recruiting dies away. <laughs> no, not at all. The first early signing day is December 21, two days later. Things get awfully lively for those three days now, don't they? So that's your recruiting calendar for the second half of the year 2022. I didn't bother including periods that prospects can come to campus on their own accord to watch college games in person. You know, looking at the NCAA's month-by-month uh, -month chart with colored for the four-type periods, it further explains why the national organization has become so complicated and so convoluted. Uh, and these days, media folk are claiming that NIL is uh, sounding the death knell for the NCAA. Nah. The NCAA has done a mighty fine job of killing itself off as far as influencing the development of football. The beast is in control now, and it ain't going to be caged again ever, unless, and maybe, the free flow of mega money dries up somehow from Disney and others. You know, I kind of think that could actually happen someday, and I don't pretend to be an economist, I don't even pretend to play one, but you can't look at the business headlines these days and start thinking, you when Disney and Fox and others have committed so much money to so many power conferences who are now so utterly counting on that cash for years in the future, if there's even a kink in the process, boy, the panic that will happen in college football and college sports in general will be something to see. Let's hope we don't see it because it will be, oof, that's a story for another day's discussing. I still think that the college football it's just gotten a little bit too big for its own good, but it can never be big enough to supplant the NFL. Another story for another day. For now, it's Mississippi State recruiting that's on our minds.
You know, the last time we considered the commitments, what stood out to me at least was, well, what did not stand out? As in height, lack of big guys, lack of linemen, I mean. Only one kind of big body shown, and he's a 245-pounder, listed as an offensive tackle. Got the frame to add a lot of weight, of course, but uh, sit there and say, hmm, where are the truly big bodies? So far, the group of commitments is just dominated by speed-type positions, and to be fair, those look pretty darn good. Maybe not on the star ratings. They're all threes at this point. And yes, uh, 24-7 does their own re-ratings as the season goes on and takes in input from other sites. But the point being, too, that um, judging by the reports that uh, our own Steve Robertson and Paul Jones have put together, A, the athletes who have committed so far are a good, solid group. B, there's even more and probably better athletes being looked at right now. But best of all, C, some big boys are back in the focus, and in turn, they're focusing their attention on Mississippi State. These are on the SummerSlam guest list. Fingers crossed that they stay there. So there's reason to hope that these uh, last weeks of July bring us some good news on the front. The front line, that is. Besides, as noted, with eight to date commits, over two-thirds of the recruiting class is still in play. Well, I say that. You know, that's uh, not allowing that Leach and his peers are also keeping track of transfers out there for fall recruiting. Hmm. This puts all the more emphasis on how a prospect performs, not just at the camp this week on the field or in the weight room or such things as that, but how he performs off it. You see, I think that these summer camps, especially as you get closer to preseason, closer to when the players are getting ready for their own final high school seasons, is only going to become more and more important because there are going to be fewer and fewer slots available for high school kids. Kids, I still call them kids, I shouldn't. But you get the idea. You know, we've seen statistics that something like uh, 20% fewer guys were signed out of high school this past year than before. I think that figure is only going to grow at least until maybe colleges start realizing you can't live out of the portal. You've got to still do it the old-fashioned way of build your recruiting base and make that the core of your club and then plug in portal players as best you can. We'll see how that one plays out. But the fact is, for now, there are fewer scholarships available for high school players. That makes those who show up for these camps, SummerSlam and others, all that more important that they show up well, both physically, um, intellectually, emotionally, maturity-wise, all those things. They've got to come out and impress the coaches even more than usual because there are fewer chances to make impressions. You've just got to be good now. You, you can't loaf through that and just cruise on your recruiting reputation in most cases. Okay, the five stars, the sure things, they can loaf their way through it or coast. Then again, if they loafed and coasted, they probably would not be five stars in the first place, would they? Now, you're going to have to get out there and really do something to catch some eyes and to convince these coaches that one of those rare, increasingly rare scholarships can be devoted to you. Yes, you hear all the talk about expanding rosters to allow for the last couple of years. It still doesn't change the fact that the roster is capped at 85. Signing classes can be bigger, but the overall roster is still 85, which means you're not going to see teams going out there signing 25 and 30 during a year. Well, you might see one uh, uh, not too far away geographically from here, but uh, eh, some people just like to play those kind of games. My point being, 
it's that much more emphasis on these camps. They're not just fun and games anymore. This is deadly serious for the colleges and for the prospects, all the more so than ever, because there's so much more pressure for the coaches to get their evaluations right, right now, and that way not limit their portal recruiting potential. See how complicated it is? Now let's take a look at what uh, Rick Stansberry, who clearly knew something about recruiting to Mississippi State himself, would have called the other side of that coin, as in Bulldogs who have used the other side of the revolving portal door. I've counted 25 or so players on 24-7's compile list who are leaving this program for perceived opportunities elsewhere most months ago. Um, Trayvon Marshall, I think, was the last one to come aboard in June, and I think the door closes then. So it'll probably be a while before we see anybody else joining, but you think about it, well, that sounds pretty shocking when you say 25. That's a whole recruiting class. Well, not entirely. I only count 15 of them or so were scholarship signees, as best I recall from the time. So primarily you're losing walk-ons, whether invited or not, and uh, to make up the balance of it. And many of those scholarship guys, let's be blunt, they just weren't going to pan out or not fast enough that Mississippi State was not going to go out and try to find a portal player instead and just not give those guys time to develop. You see what I mean about pressure. Still, that's a lot, and um, as best we can tell, something like 17 have found a landing spot, but only five of them at Power 5 schools, and two of those were up the road, another at Missouri. Hmm. Uh, I, maybe I shouldn't be so snarky, but you got to wonder sometimes if these kids are truly making a step up, for that matter, even making a step sideways. Then again, that's not fair because it doesn't allow for position and depth charts and systems and such. So in cases, these guys who are moving, maybe they're going to a better system, a place where they can contend where there's nobody ahead of them. I'm not going to blame them. But the math is just not adding up in the portal these days. There, there's so many more guys in the portal than there are places to land. Wow. If, if, if the coaches, it, it's going to be tough for the coach to convince a guy to stay who's thinking that way because he'll automatically assume with some reason that the coach is only looking out for himself and his program trying to lock him down until he recruits a guy out from under him. You see how the suspicion will grow on both sides. The coaches sit there and go, well, why should I plan our future around this guy? Because I can already tell he's got a wandering eye thinking about a school elsewhere. Coaching just got infinitely more complicated. And, and especially the math I mentioned doesn't add up for the major programs because those can afford to be picky. Those who aren't picked can't be. So you just wonder if some of these guys are going to find a landing place even before the fall semester starts. Which you know, I, I will track that not out of any kind of cynical uh, pleasure at somebody landing on his face. No, Th these guys' livelihoods are at stake. But you really wonder what happens if you've jumped in the portal and nobody wants you, and school is about to start in another few weeks. Well, Mississippi State is certainly operating as if the portal is where you've got to go to really plug in your roster, um, even though you still want to build the core around high school signees, who hopefully you keep after developing a couple of years. So you're looking at the positions and schemes that have been installed now. The incoming transfers have been recruited specifically to those, which gives you a better chance of them lasting. 
Now, I suppose at some point we need to do a deeper dive into what the exodus of so many guys says about previous recruiting and evaluations. Or maybe it's just as simple as this. If you recall, and I know it's uh, ancient history now, but 2020 was such a wild card recruiting year with a lack of in-person evaluations, sometimes a total lack of just plain face-to-face meetings in person prospects with coaches that some signings that winter were just bound to be problematic. And then we have all the guys who have decided, sure, they'll take that NCAA extra season and stay on college campus and uh, put off working for a job another year. That's fine for them. Not always so much for the programs who may want to use that scholarship elsewhere but are obligated to keep these players who've been around a while. And it's certainly not good for high school guys who did not receive scholarship offers as a result. They've been detoured to junior college or smaller programs. Imagine for a moment that uh, you're one of these prospects, kind of you're a three-star, let's say, uh, or a good two-star who's a diamond in the rough, as we used to call them, that sort of thing. Maybe a low four in certain situations, but at a position where there's not quite the demand this year. Let's say you're good enough to have signed with an SEC team, but at the time, there was no scholarship available in any of those schools, certainly not the ones you wanted to go to. All right, you say, what are my options? Do I sign with a smaller school and try to work my way through the portal? Or do I go to a junior college and play well, take care of my grades, all the essentials? Either way you go, when you're ready to be re-recruited, your supposed spot may be taken by another portal player. This is going to get really ugly for a sizable portion of high schoolers, I sadly believe. But you know, Mississippi State can't be concerned about that. It's not up to us to save the world, as the saying goes. It's up to Mississippi State, Mike Leach and his program, to go out and find the best players available, who they believe will not just fit their systems, but fit Mississippi State. That's another subject that's going to be of grave and increasing concern, because Mississippi State is not for everybody. I know most schools can say that, but it's truly true here. It's not for everybody. And there are going to be portal guys who show up and are not happy with what they see because, hey, they could have signed with Mississippi State in the first place out of high school and didn't. Now here they're coming in. I think instead of creating new on-field coaching positions, it's probably going to be to the benefit of some schools to spend some of this new TV money flowing into the coffers on counselors, maybe even psychiatrists, to try to get inside these guys' heads and say, this is the reality of modern college football. At some point, you've got to make a decision and stick with it. Well, that's my lecture for the day. You know, most senior colleges are going to be fine. And will Mississippi State? Sure, if Mike Leach is able to keep upgrading the roster to his and Zach Arnett's taste. You know, these dog days of 2022 should provide some sort of signs if they are succeeding enough, whether, uh, you know, once practice starts. And yes, the dog days by my farmer's almanac definition goes well into camp this year. So we'll start seeing some of that. And recruiting is certainly going to show some signs also once the, the commitments that they hope come actually do or don't. And we'll be keeping up with that all the time here on the Jeans page. So we'll see some signs and we'll find out if they're succeeding well enough that future Bulldog football almanacs will make for entertaining reading. 
Well, that's our doghouse for this mid-July week. We're hoping that you're staying as cool as you can during the dog days. Um, things will heat up, obviously, with media days and the Major League Draft this weekend. We'll be over in Atlanta covering it, uh, talking to Leach, talking to the players, have their full reports next week. After that, I think it's time for all of us to, if you have not used your vacation yet, grab it as best you can because time is about to start running short for all of us. I believe, at last news I heard, that football practices will begin around August 4th. And then, uh, by the way, if you want to recheck what I've told you about the NCAA's recruiting calendar, it's on the NCAA site. Maybe you want to print it out, or maybe you don't. Just remember, it's always good to know your dog day's recruiting calendar. That's why we're here in the doghouse, and just to have some fun talking to you. We'll be passing on more as we hear it. And uh, otherwise, enjoy yourself. Thanks for listening here on the Believe Network, and we hope to be talking to you again soon. This is your host, David Murray. Have yourself a good Bulldog summer.